passionate about the truth of God's Word and will tell you like it is, Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. It's your girl, Autumn Miles. I'm so pumped about this episode, you guys. How are you guys doing out there? How's my family doing? How's my sisters? How's my brothers out there? How is my family? Listen, y'all all out there, y'all, you know what? We need to have a giant family dinner where we invite every single one of you guys. And we have one of those super long tables, you know, like the ones and all the pictures of the last supper. And there's like, you know, they're like, (laughs) they're all sitting on pillows and, you know, drinking wine or grape juice for all you Baptists out there. You know what I'm talking about though? We could all just sit and just hang out and get to know each other. We would have the the best time. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we will do a family reunion event. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because all you sisters need to meet all of each other. Everyone needs to meet each other. Okay. So that's what we're going to (laughs) do. Actually, I had that idea right now, but I really do think it's great. Family reunion. That's what we're going to do. We'll get the shirts made. It'll be great. Welcome to another episode of the Autumn Miles Show. You guys, we are going to be talking about uh, today. We're still, still, We are still talking about how God speaks in all the different ways. And after the break, I'm going to tell you God speaks through creation every single day. There's no excuse for you not to be hearing from the Lord because he speaks through creation every single day. Every single day he is speaking. We're going to talk about that. It's one of my favorite ways to hear from God. (sighs) I'm sweating already, you guys. This is the way it's going to go today. I want to tell you what's happening in my life. (laughs) And we're adding something new at the end of the show. We have got an amazing story from a listener about what's happening in their life. Okay. So you guys all know what's happening in my life. I want to know what's happening in your life. So if God has done something incredible in your life this week, send me a direct message or email me at hello at autumnmiles.com. And the first line needs to be, this is what God did this week. Okay. I'll talk about our listener after at the end of the show and what God is doing amongst y'all this week. But Friday was the day, you guys, it was the day. It was the day, T-H-E, the day, that my daughter and I and Cassie, because we needed support, went to purchase our very first prom dress, like my whole parental existence. Now, I have heard from other moms that prom dress shopping is brutal. I have heard from other moms that you have to be prayed up You have to drink a protein shake before you go. I have heard that you you need to mentally prepare for prom dress shopping. And I'm thinking, how bad could it be? (laughs) It's that bad. It is so that bad. (laughs) So Friday of last week, we um 
Grace is so excited. She's going to prom. Like, like, you know, it's it's like the greatest day ever. She is a sophomore going to prom. She's got a boyfriend. He's a junior and he is taking her. He is such a great kid and we we just really love him. We, we just really like him a lot. But anyway, they're going to prom. My daughter thinks in glitter and like balloons and like that that is what she thinks in. So anything, I love glitter and balloons, but I'm more of like a, I don't like, like pink is not my favorite color, even though I have pink nails on right now, I just realized I'm more of like a muted, like, like off white person or like a chocolate brown or black. Like those, I, I really like to stick to those colors. I think they're classic, except for my nails. So anyway, she's ready to go. She wants a hot pink dress and that's what we're going for. Okay. So we went to the first store. The first store was absolutely educational. <laughs> I'll just put it like that. Very educational. Some of the dresses didn't even look like they were dresses, okay? Like I picked up some, I have become my parents and I'm like, where is the bottom part of this dress? Or where do these strings even tie? Like what, this is not a dress, okay? We need to like go back to making dresses the way dresses are supposed to be made. So we go to this place, she finds a couple that she likes. It's our first place. I'm already sweating. Like we got there early, but by the time we left, every single dressing room was full of girls all trying on prom dresses. I heard of the shop that's in Dallas. And actually the lady that was helping us at the first place, she was like, wait, you haven't been to this shop? And I'm like, no. And she's like, why are you here? Like, you need to go there first. She actually said, do not buy anything from our store until we go to, until you go to this other store. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we got to get there. What are we doing here? Again, my first trip. So we get in the car and we drive over. You guys, we walk into like a warehouse size prom dress shop. The line, there is a sign that is dangling from the ceiling that says, your wait to try on dresses from here is two hours. Two hours. And it deterred no one. There were people everywhere. I mean, dresses were flying. It was very, very organized, which me uh, being as administrative as I am, I really love the organization of it. But I'm telling you what, it was insane. I looked at Cassie and I was like, I am so thankful that you are here. I'm so thankful that you came because typically it's like a mom and daughter thing, but something in me said Cassie needs to come. She waited in line. Grace and I went and she, Grace is, is pulling dresses that are like a, like a thousand dollars. She didn't look at the price tag. I do. I put her on a budget. This is what we're doing. You have a prom budget. This is what we're doing. She's pulling these dresses. She's like, this is so beautiful. I'm like, oh my goodness, it is. Wait a minute. It's a thousand dollars. No way are we paying that much for a dress that you're going to wear for one night. It's not happening. Some people don't even pay that for a wedding dress. My wedding dress cost $500 20 year, 18 years ago. Not happening, sister. Put it back. So we find five in our budget because that was the limit we could try on. And let me tell you something. We waited the two hours. It was a bonding moment. She got into the dressing room to try things on. And it was an incredible experience. Like these salespeople, they know exactly 
what to do. You know, the dresses that are a little too tight, like you need another size, but they, you know, that you just want to see how it looks. They were like, they knew how to snap them. They knew how to zip them. They knew how to do everything. They were incredible. So I do want to tell you that the end of this story is this. She did get a hot pink prom dress and it is beautifully modest. You guys, you can find beautifully modest dresses out there. We did survive. I had a headache the rest of the day and I was sweating. I did a lot. It was like running back and forth cardio there for a minute. Um, but we did it. And I feel like I need a badge of honor that we survived our first prom dress shopping. Yep. Anyway, that's what's happening in my life. Uh, after the break, we are going to talk about how God speaks to you through creation. He is doing it. Are you listening? Okay. I'll see you in a sec. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. What do you do when you can relate more to Jezebel, Rahab, or Eve than Esther or Mary? To her shock, author Autumn Miles discovered most of the heroes of the Bible were plagued with the same problem. They were ordinary people who sinned deeply. But God's love, mercy, and truth proved greater. In her book, I Am Rahab, Autumn provides a better understanding of God with a focus on the breadth of his reach to use and redeem all things for his purposes. You will find comfort in relating to Rahab, the biblical harlot, and to Autumn's own raw story of surviving domestic abuse and will be encouraged to know you are not alone in a life disrupted by bad choices, nor are you meant to stay there. You can move forward from your past and have an abundant future. To find out how you can get your copy of I Am Rahab, go to autumnmiles.com and click on the books tab. That's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. <laughs> Okay, guys, we are like laughing during the commercial break about all of our kids and, you know, all the things with our with our children. Man, being a parent is hilarious. <laughs> so if you're not a parent yet, you have that look to look forward to. You laugh slash cry all the time. And it's a fine line between the both of them. Okay, let's talk about how God speaks to you through creation. Now, we have covered hearing from God through the Spirit of God. We have covered hearing from God through the word. Last week, we talked about hearing from God through circumstances. I know this is a long series, but it's the number one question that we get. Next week, we'll talk about hearing from God through other people. And I'm really leery about this through other people thing because a lot of people saying God said this and they're basically using God as their marketing plan. So we'll talk about that. Next week's going to be great. Okay. Today, I want to talk to you about hearing from God through creation. I love what I'm getting ready to tell you. I have utilized this way to hear from God. Oh my goodness. I mean, I don't want to say thousands of times because I don't really have a number on it. It feels as if thousands and thousands of times. When I feel like God is not talking to me at all, 
And I just can't glean anything from his word. His word is just like, it's there. I, I'm in it. I read it constantly, all the time. Um, when I can't seem to connect with it, when the spirit just seems quiet in me, I know the spirit is there. I will oftentimes turn to this way I hear from God to encourage me, okay? Because like I said before the break, God always, every day speaks through his creation. If you're in a season of, I can't hear from God, I know he's there because his word tells us that, but I can't feel him. The word of God is coming up. Just, I just feel like I can't engage with it or whatever. This is, this is what I would suggest you do in order to break up that silent season that you may be in. Now, it's not an excuse not to read the word of God. <laughs> Let me put that in there. You know, guys, how big I am on the word. It's not an excuse, but it is something that can open those lines of communication for you between you and God Almighty. Okay, it is fantastic. One of the big ways I like to hear from God through creation is the beach. It is no, if you know me at all, like if you've known me for like, you know, a day, you'll know I love the beach. I go as often as I can. I stay as long as I can. I sit literally until Eddie's like, you're so red, you need to come in. I get up early in the morning when we go as a family, I'll take a walk. I'm there. I only come in if I like have to use the restroom <laughs> so I can go back out. I mean, that's just real talk. I love it. I've written all three of my books at the beach. There is a connection at the beach that I just feel I engage with creation at the beach. I do not worship creation, but it shows me who God is when I'm there. I actually just came back from a prayer retreat two weeks ago, and I have lots of stories to tell about how God spoke to me through creation, which would be premature for me to tell you now. They need to um, have a, a maturing season in me before I share them with you. But sunset at the beach is my favorite, dusk. There's a lot of times when my kids will be on the beach and we will be walking at sunset. It's my favorite thing to do, like order pizza and then have it delivered and then eat pizza super, super fast, go back to the beach and watch the sunset. Every time we do this without fail, I will quote the verse that says this, the heavens declare the glory of God every time. And I'll be like, do you see God's glory? Do you see? And my kid, you know, Haven's like looking. She's like, what is God's glory? You know, I mean, she's almost seven. She's getting it. But there's still a lot of questions. But I'll say this is the glory of God. It is declaring the glory of God. And they'll look at me and they'll be like, oh, mom is on her preacher kick right now. And then we'll go back to whatever. Okay, for a second. But I stay in that train of thought a lot. This is how the word puts it in Psalm 19. It tells you, this is not a suggestion. This is actually what is happening when we look up to the sky. They have a job. Now they have lots of jobs, but one of their jobs, one of the sky's jobs 
is to declare glory. It is written into their job description. If the sky was to have a job description, one of it, one of the things would be, you must declare God's glory. And we take that directly from Psalm 19. Now, David says this, the heavens are telling, or I, I like the NKJV version, which says declare, are telling of the glory of God and their expanse, how large they are. This is why I like the horizon at sunset at the beach, because you can actually see the entire horizon and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. So what you see is a sky, but you're actually seeing what the glory of God looks like. Have you ever wondered what the glory of God looks like? You know, we, we talk about the glory all the time. We feel the glory of God and worship or, or whatever, but seeing it, God is so good that he has given us his creation to a literal picture of his glory. So the expanse of the heavens is declaring the work of his hands. So Psalm 19:1, the heavens are telling of the glory of God. They're telling you, this is the glory of God. And their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Verse two says this, Psalm 19, day to night pours forth speech which says the heavens are pouring forth speech constantly and night to night reveals knowledge. It's amazing. He separates these two David. So, you know, King David, he's a genius, but he separates the day, the sun and then he says, day to day, it pours forth speech. So it tells you things about God's glory. Night to night, it reveals knowledge. That's when the stars come out. That's when we see the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper. That's when we get a really good view of the other planets and the moon and all of those things. So during the day, it's telling us, it's speaking to us. And at night, it's teaching us knowledge. Okay. This is how you hear from God through creation. Verse three, there is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Verse four, their line has gone out throughout all the earth and their utterances to the ends of the world. In them, heavens, in the heavens, he placed a tent for the sun, which is a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. It rejoices as a strong man to run its course. Verse six, its rising is from one end of the heavens and its circuit to the other end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. That's a lot to say about the heavens. That's so much to say about it. It is telling you because it was created by God, it represents God and it is so vast and so full of truth that it never stops speaking. Verse three says, there's no speech. It's not going to talk to you. It's going to show you. 
This is the glory of God. This is how massive he is. This is what he can do. I am a product of his power. That's what the heavens are telling you. I love this. I fly a lot. But there is, and if you've flown, most of us have. Okay, we're like, you know, it's 2022 over here. We've all flown. But whether you fly a lot or whether you fly a little, if you ever get a seat, a, a window view, I love the window view. I always keep my shade up, my, my window shade up. People that shut their shades, why do you do that? Like people like me love the sunshine. <laughs> I hate sitting in the aisle and the window person like shuts it down and they put on their thing and they, and they like close their eyes. I, I hate that. Anyway, tangent. When I sit by the window, I there is a very sweet spot after takeoff. And it is directly above the clouds, close enough to the clouds that you can actually see the detailing in the clouds. I love it when I get to see this during the daytime and I just kind of study, you know, the beauty of the clouds. This would be included in the heavens, the expanse of the Lord. I love this because a lot of times I'm traveling for work or I'm traveling to ride or something like that. And it will remind me autumn. You are so small compared to me. It reminds me, it speaks of, it, of God's glory. It reminds me, Autumn, I know you think you're whatever. <laughs> you're in control, but you're not. Look how I am in control. Look at what I can do and look at the power that is available to you through my spirit and my son, Jesus. Every time I sit by the window, I will take my earphones out. I know they do movies on, you know, every flight now. And, and that's awesome because I utilize that feature a lot. But sometimes we just need to sit back on those flights and look and be reminded of the glory. It is a picture of God's glory, David tells us. These statements in uh, Psalm 19, they're, they're not a suggestion. David knew the, the heavens were speaking. They weren't just there to be pretty. Like I said before, they have a job. They're speaking. One of the other ways that the Lord speaks to us, us during with creation is out of Romans 1.20. And it says this, for since the creation of the world, Romans 1.20, this is a great verse for you to put in your little Jesus tool belt. His... God's invisible attributes, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so they are without excuse, okay? So he's talking about being able to minister to people here in Romans but this tells us something about creation. Let me read it again. Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, God's or his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen. Being understood through what has been made creation so that 
they are without excuse is what the end of it says. This is so beautiful because what this verse says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes have been clearly seen. Since the creation, they've been clearly seen. How have they been clearly seen? The last part of that verse. Being understood through what has been made. When you go outside, you're walking into thousands of genius systems that tell you about the invisible attributes and characteristics of God himself. We walk, go for a walk and we're like, oh, that flower's pretty. Well, uh, how did it get there? <laughs> there was a pollination and a this and a watering and the sun and the whatever, the food and, you know, photosynthesis and the bees and all this kind of stuff. There was a genius formula to creating that flower. Now, a lot of us uh, are, are simple-minded a lot of the times, and we'll be like, oh, pretty flower. We have a place called the Arboretum here in Dallas. It is it is unbelievable, okay? The Dallas Arboretum is, you you walk in, and all, all I can think of is like Eden, the Garden of Eden. <laughs> you walk in, and there's like gorgeous flowers everywhere, and everything is perfectly manicured and perfectly clean, and I, I, I'm, I love cleanliness. But you walk into this, and you see all these flowers, and they're all so different, but they're all thriving but they need their own little ecosystems in order to do that. They need their own temperatures. Like winter flowers don't bloom in the summertime very well. There are places in the country that you can plant certain plants and not others, okay? Some trees don't grow in, you know, South Dakota like they grow down here in Texas. You walk when you walk out into creation into thousands of different well thought through systems that are telling you, according to Romans 120, of the invisible attributes, God's eternal power, and his divine nature. Let's go back to the beach. I go to the beach. I stand on the beach. The tide blows my mind. I, it will never, it will never not amaze me. The tide comes in and it goes out every single day. It never comes in too far. It never goes out too far. It comes in, it goes out every single day. There is a limit to the shore. The sun comes up and goes down every single day. The rotation of the earth is perfectly in sync with exactly how God designed it every single day. You don't even think about how that is displaying the invisible attributes, God's eternal power and divine nature of his faithfulness most of the time. And yet what has been created is screaming at you. I am faithful. I will come through. You do not have to worry about these simple worries of the day because I am showing you every single day through the tides, through the sun, through, through the trees. I am faithful. 
We have four seasons. Now in Texas, we have three. Um, ish. We have like a week of fall, which is really disrespectful because my name's Autumn and we should actually have at least three weeks of fall here in Texas, but we don't, we have, we have, a, I'm going to pray about that. Maybe God will make our fall a little more, at least over my, over my house. It would be great. Um, there's four seasons. There is diversity even in our year. God loves uniquely different things. When one season stops, I think we just started spring. I think, I don't know. Someone that knows, tell me. Guess what starts? Spring. Guess what doesn't last forever? Winter. The cold of winter does not last forever. It is going to end. What is God telling you during that time? Your trial is not going to last forever. Just like I have created seasons of the world, I have created seasons in your life. Spring is coming. Newness is coming. New life is coming. You don't have to get depressed and sad and stay there forever. New is coming and I am going to bring it. Just look to the seasons and my invisible attributes and my eternal power and my divine nature that I have displayed for you so that it can encourage your heart. His creation speaks every single day. Every day. So if you have problems with God just being in a silent season, go outside and say, Lord Jesus, (laughs) teach me. Teach me through your creation about your invisible attributes. Go outside, look up to the sky and be in awe of the glory of God, which God has put on display for you through his expanse. He is always, 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 100% of the time speaking. And he wants to speak to you today through creation. I want to get through to my last text, but as I sort of meander there, I want to talk to you guys just about how tangibly God wants to speak to us through creation. This is not weird. You know, this is not like, I'm not like a weirdo telling you this, like this actually happens to me all the time. I remember one time I was, I was writing my book and I might've told this before. I I have several really new examples but I was writing my, my first book one time and I, I went outside. I was at the beach. It was on a writing retreat and I felt so intimately intertwined with the spirit of God. And I remember I didn't even want to talk to anybody. It was like one of those things where it was like, Lord, you are so present. I, I just want to sit in this. I don't, you know, when you can, when the Holy Spirit manifests his presence to you, yeah, I don't want to, I'm like, please don't go, please don't go, please don't go. And he was just manifesting his presence to me so strong because I felt so insecure writing that book. I was so scared. I was terrified. It is um, the most hum- humbling thing you'll ever do is writing a book. So I felt very out of my league anyway. I'm watching on uh, walking on the beach and I'm like, Oh God, I just need you. And furthermore, Lord, I wish I could just hold your hand. That's, that's legitimately what I said. I wish I could just hold your hand. I wish I could just do that. 
I'm walking on the beach and, you know, there's like all the kids and all the things and, you know, they're all like, you know, I don't know, building sandcastles and dumping water pails over their head of salt water and all the stuff. And here I am walking and the Lord says, look down. And I look down and there's the little, the little conch shells, you know, and it was full. Like, like it wasn't cracked. It wasn't chipped. I think the outside of it may have been, but it was like a full. And the Lord said, pick it up. And I picked it up and it was the perfect size of my hand. Like I'm not, it had not even left my mouth for like 15 seconds, y'all. I'm telling you, like God is so precise. He literally allowed creation to spit that out for me to pick it up so that heaven could reach earth for me. There's been so many times where I have prayed and God has given me signs in the skies. And, you know, again, not trying to be weird, but this is what he does. One time we were in a very devastating season of just life and ministry. And I was at the beach. And I was kind of just mad. I was just like kind of mad. I was like mad at God. I was mad at the situation. I was just like, ugh, I hate all of this. And I, I had been through a very, let, let me just be even more personal, a very hurtful time. You know, people don't think that leaders get hurt. Well, they're wrong. They're super wrong. Leaders get hurt. Leaders get hurt when people leave. <laughs> they're like, why? why are you leaving me? People, leaders get hurt when they're misjudged, when people leave and they like talk bad about them or whatever. And, or they do something that's just, you know, whatever, not godly. And I was, I was walking through a very hurtful time. And I was just kind of frustrated and mad. Like, God, are you still there? Are you still with me? Like, I know who I am, but Lord, just show yourself to me. And I prayed when I, as soon as I got there, Lord, I, I need a rainbow. Now, now I don't want you to check out when I say rainbow because, you know, it's a rainbow and there's a promise in that. So Lord, I just, I need a rainbow. Well, three days later, no rainbow. And I'm like, God, I know you can make the rainbow. You better make a rainbow. Where are you at? God, you faithful. Have you forgotten me? Have you lost me? The last day it was, there's really, really weird skies looking up at this expanse of heaven. The last day I was getting ready to go in and shower and hop on a plane and come back to my kids. And the Lord, I had already gone on a walk that morning at the beach and I'd already prayed. And I said, Lord, you know what? If you don't want to give me my rainbow, well, I guess creation is yours. So you don't have to do it. I get all the way back to the hotel. I open the door of the hotel to go up to my room. And God said, turn around and go back out to the beach. And I'm like, okay, that's crazy. But I'm going to do it because I knew that my rainbow was there. I turn around. I walk out to the beach. No rainbow. <laughs> but he said, sit down. I'm about to speak to you. I sat down on that beach and I didn't have a lot of time. So I'm like, Lord, we're kind of time locked here. Like I got to catch a plane, you know, whatever. I didn't even get those disrespectful words out of my mouth when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in dark skies, guys, I have no idea how this happened. There was the most vibrant, beautiful, huge rainbow. It came out of nowhere and it did not come until I had sat down to be taught by God himself. I was like, oh my, wow. I turn around and there are cr literally crowds gathering on the shore, taking pictures of my rainbow. You know what I want to tell everyone? I prayed for this. This is my rainbow. This is not your rainbow. I should take a picture 
with the rainbow for you because this is for me, okay? I didn't get those thoughts out of my head after I turned around much and I turned back around and there was two of them. The most vibrant, beautiful rainbows I have ever seen to date. I mean, Hawaii's got pretty rainbows, but these guys were like, they were screaming at me. The faithfulness of the Lord. You guys, those are two examples. I have thousands of them. I have one amazing example I'm not ready to share yet from two weeks ago that it just still completely blew my mind. I'll share soon. But if you feel like God is silent, go outside. Think more critically about creation. What goes into the process of that tree standing for 100 years? Something had to be faithful to it for it to do that. Jesus puts it like this. For this reason, I say to you in Matthew 25, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is this life more than food and the body more than clothing? Verse 26, look at creation. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? And you, by being worried, how can you add a single hour to your life? Why are you worried about the clothing? Observe the lilies creation of the field. Watch them grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you, oh, I love gangster Jesus, that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Even Jesus told us creation, which by the way, he was present for in the beginning was word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, red letter in your Bible, Matthew 6, is saying, I know, I was there. I want you to look at what we, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, created. And I want it to tell you of my invisible attributes, my power. I want it to encourage your life. Okay, there we go. I hope that encouraged you. It encouraged me. I felt the Lord on that really, really strong. Those of you that are like, I can't hear from God. What does he sound like? Well, go outside. You can see him. God speaks through creation. We just have to listen. Okay, I'll catch you after the break with a question from one of you. I'll see you in a sec. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. 
Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold. Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys, I'm telling you, I felt the Holy Spirit all up in the studio on that. I hope that encourages you. Share it. Share it with a friend, guys. Come on. Let's grow our family. Let's grow it. Share this with a friend who's like, I don't know. Is God real? Does he exist? Whatever. Share it. Let the word of God, Mike, our producer just said, sometimes I just want the word of God to speak for itself. I don't want to add anything to it. And you know what? Yes, 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 yes. Share this. Let's grow our family. Bring them into the family. Come on. We need more aunts, uncles. We need it. We need them in. Okay. So at the beginning of the show, I tell you what's happening in my life. And we got this awesome story from a listener about something that's happening in their life. And I wanted to read this, okay? This is what's happening in your lives this week. She says, God gave me a rainbow when her pap died. I'm thinking this is grandpa. I asked for a rainbow the night before he died. Instantly, I thought that was a stupid idea. (laughs) That's what she says. The day before we laid him to rest, God gave me the brightest, most beautiful rainbow in the shape of a cloud on a bright, sunny day. Now that's crazy. A rainbow on a sunny day. That's that like that's crazy. She says they are called fire rainbows and are considered a phenomenon that you are considered lucky to see in a lifetime as conditions have to be perfect. She says she was so blessed and so thankful for that rainbow. Do you see guys how God, he just didn't speak to me. He speaks to you. This woman, bless her heart, was blessed because God Almighty made himself so personal to her as well. I love this story. Thank you for sending it. I love that God is doing that in your life. I want to know what God is doing amongst all of you. Email me, uh, hello at autumnmiles.com or DM me. Okay, here's, here's my question for today. How do you tell someone something that God wants to tell them? a great question. What's the best way to deliver something like that? It seems like a huge deal and I don't want to mess it up. And this question comes in from Grace. Grace, thank you for just wording it this way. I think this is a great way. It seems like a huge deal and I don't want to mess it up. Me either. I'm like right there with you, sister. I I don't want to mess it up either. I think you having such a large respect for what God has told you is just so, so, so awesome. In a day and age where people are saying, God said this, that, and the other to them, and none of it's God. I love that you are really cautious about relaying this. Grace, let me just shoot straight with you. Make sure it's from God. (laughs) Make, Make sure it's from God. I don't know what the message will be. Make sure it's from him. And then when I deliver something, I know that God wants me to tell someone Typically, I'll say this. I believe that God has spoken to me about you. Would you would you like me to share that with you? And, you know, if they most of the time, everyone wants to know what God says. So they're like, yeah, yeah, tell me. 
I'll then move on and say, I believe God has said to me for you, and then I'll, I'll state whatever. But then I'll ask them this at the end. Does this agree with your spirit? Okay. Because when God speaks <laughs> and he wants to speak through someone, you come in agreement with someone else's spirit. So I, I, I often ask, does this agree with you? Does this make sense to you? Is God already saying this to you? And if they say yes, I'm like, okay, I'm so glad that I shared it. I used to be very scared about saying this kind of stuff because I didn't want to say something that was wrong. But after time and just maturation of that gift, I've learned to really press in and send a text like I'm praying for you or I really feel like I need to share this with you. I got a text the other day and someone said, I really feel strongly. I need to tell you this. And it was awesome. Okay. I've done that multiple times. I would just tread lightly when it comes to, you know, saying, thus saith the Lord, <laughs> I would really make sure that God is in that. And if he confirms that to you, I would move forward and say, I really feel like God has given me maybe a word for your life. Would you like to receive it? And if they say yes, then I, I would go for it. That's how I do it all the time. It works. It's awesome. And Grace, I love that you're doing that. I hope you'll tell us how it goes because it's received well. Then that's, that's something that God is doing in your life. Let me pray us out. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the gift of creation. We thank you, Lord, that your glory is all around us, God. It literally covers us. Your glory covers the whole earth with the sky. And God, we thank you that you have given us a picture of your invisible attributes that we can see every single day. We thank you, God, that you are so faithful to us. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's listening and they're like, I can't hear from God. I really have a burden on my heart for that person that's like, God has been silent to me. And I'm so confused and I can't hear. I pray that they would get out in creation and that they would observe your faithfulness to them. And Lord, that would spur something inside of them. We love you. We trust you. In Jesus name. Amen. Love you guys. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show.